Hello, everybody, and welcome to 2019 and WTS 170. My name is Danny Murray. I'm Graham Merrigan. How are you? Whoa, yeah, I still on holidays, Graham. Ah, still on holiday mode, man. <laughs> so I am very much like a giant pudding. You're not. You're not back to work till the January January eighth, is it? January the eighth is uh, when I shall have to switch my out of office off. It's a Tuesday. How come you decide to go back on a Tuesday? I had enough days to take the Monday, Graham. <laughs> That's ultimately what it came down to. I had enough days. Like, you know what? I'll take it. Let everybody and else that, come back. Let everybody else come back. I'll just breeze in. Is that your twenty eighteen annual leave day? Is there twenty nineteen? Yeah. No, that's twenty eighteen, and then so, when I come back into the office, she started back up again, and I can start booking days off again. Deadly. <clears throat> yeah. So I did to take the uh, old teachers' holiday and go back to set. Yeah. Now, well, sure. I mean, look, teachers have a handy, don't they? <laughs> they, I mean, they do. They do. I mean, oh no! Do you know what? Now, right? <clears throat> I'm in holiday mode still, and I'm far too. <sighs> What's the word I'm looking for? I don't have the energy to be an- to be antagonising people at the moment. Ah, well, then don't. The t- the time off has has put me into a mode of zen. I've not experienced since I was put under an anesthetic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so it's been a it's been an eventful couple of weeks outside of my realm. You went Jesus viral and for once I don't mean, you know, sexually. Your granny asks what's what, what uh Graham, I believe you're viral, what's that mean? And I actually didn't know how to answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well you know a lot of us went to uh Damien Dempsey. As we do every Christmas. That's when I was talking to someone today about, why oh, did you have a good Christmas? And I was like, yeah, I think I prefer the lead up to Christmas. Mm. Uh, and then as soon as maybe the 27th hits, I'm kind of done. Yeah. Uh, so the lead up to Christmas for me is the Christmas parties and work. It's Christy Moore's uh, annual yeah. residency in Vigor Street. Yeah. Uh, he sold out 10 dates. And also Damien Dempsey's four or five nights that he does every year in, in Bigger Street. So there's loads of us that went. And uh, I was a bit jarred. The atmosphere was just absolutely out of this world. We'll never, ever forget it. And uh, yeah, the lads crowds were with me. I'm sure why not. The crowds were earlier in the night and security came over and it was only about four songs in. And I... And Usually, I do have to go to a cordoned off area for wheelchair users. Yeah, in, in, in Vicar Street, like, because it's yeah, Vicar Street, it's up the front to the left of the stage, and right. I'd say it'd fit maybe four wheelchairs in it. Okay, uh, and I just wasn't going to it because I was having a few drinks and we were watching the support acts the OL, who was brilliant as well. Mm. Um, and we I was in, and I was just like, oh, fickle lads, I'm going to stay here. Like, there's no, I'm not getting squashed or nothing. So I stayed there. But yeah, the four songs in, the lads lifted me up. I can't, it might have been, I can't remember what it was. It might have been Party On. And then, um, and then security came over and I said, look, lads, our security came over and they're basically saying, look, he's going to have to, you're going to have to go into the wheelchair area or, you know, I was afraid they were going to throw me out, but I don't think they were ever going to throw me out. But I just yeah. said to the lads, right, lads. He plays Sure It's All Good on the last song and the chorus goes nuts. I said, just wait until that and we'll go fucking mad again. And uh, we got people beside us and everything. Strangers just lifting me up. <laughs> Church of Demo, unreal. Yeah, yeah. So you can't be brought anywhere as a sense you long and short for me. Oh, absolutely. Can't be brought anywhere. Sure, look, the security came over at the last song and said, lads, get them down. And our old mate Gary Michael said, we will not be lowering, the, lowering him down, so you settle. And then the security guard uh, joined in and helped me go higher. <laughs> Brilliant. And yeah. They were high full, you know, at the end of it. They were like, hope you have a good Christmas, pal. I said, thanks very much. You made me nice. Ah, lovely. That's a nice Christmas tale all the same, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. So the buzz of it, though, the buzz of that gig, I was in for a good week, over a week, mm. still texting. 
the lads and, and the girls that went and saying, geez, that gig was something else. Yeah, yeah. I strongly recommend, forget about, you have to go and see Damon Dempsey live if you haven't, but if you're going to go, those Christmas gigs, um, yeah. that was the last the Christmas gig night that he did, and just out of this world. Yeah. Finbar Fury came on stage with him and Amelda May as well. We've seen that, yeah, himself and Finbar done uh, William McBride, was it? Uh, yes, and he did like an Oh, very good, very good, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. in fairness, it did. It looked like a very good gig, in fairness, so, yeah. I was unreal, it was. Um, but if you can just, now that WTS pod is back, if you could just remember that your antics in the public eye, put this podcast in the public eye, <laughs> And if you could just control yourself when you're out and about, please, Graham. All right. Fair play to fair play to Joe though. He, they put it up and they, they gave us an old credit. They yeah, gave they, us. yeah, they gave the podcast a nice plug. Yeah, that was nice from fair play to him. Yeah, yeah. Was nice one to Paddy McKenna for that. Yeah, former guest. Yeah, uh, a lot better than Pundit Arena, who just robbed air material before and gave us no credits to share the bastards. That was sort of Wayne McCullough interview, was it? Uh, they done it twice, Wayne McCullough and another one, I can't remember what it was, but yeah, they just absolutely no credit at all, like. It's George so, Foreman, was it? Could have been, actually, yeah, could have been Foreman, but either way, don't read Foreman. 10,000 shares later and they're, oh, exactly, sorry. Yeah, man. sorry, it's wrong we can do to make it up to you. Well, you could start 10,000 fucking clicks ago, you shout it. Lads, don't read Pundit <laughs> Arena, they're fake news. <laughs> fake news, and they are the worst of the worst when it comes to journalism. So they have they have you and McKenna writing for them every Monday. Do they? Yeah. I'll have to have a word at you next time we have him on the podcast. Yeah, they have him doing and his pieces. And I've never read a bad Ewan McKenna piece, to be honest. No, he's one of he's one of the better journalists. It's it's mad actually. I've been over the Christmas I've basically just been watching a load of documentaries and a load of te- I basically go in waves of watching like hardcore intense documentaries. You were about to interrupt me there and say pornography. When I said hardcore, I seen, I seen how your mouth was shaping up, Graham. You calm down, all right? <laughs> I actually wasn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, we been watching like a load of documentaries, and then I just go into like, no, right, I need a bit of chewing gum for the brain. So then I'd watch, like, I was telling you, Instant Hotel was one of the ones that I watched. Yeah, you have me on that now, you dope. <laughs> oh, man, Brendan Leroy, what? Isn't that what, I'm only on episode two now, because then I start watching you, but isn't that what the whole Christmas holiday is about, just watching loads of shit? Oh, stop Not it. even shit, yeah. like, absolute brilliant stuff. Like, for example, I watched them, the RT, uh, the RT player got revamped, right. and I was watching... Is it still shit? Um, I've never proper, properly used it before. I, have the, I knew what I was going to watch, hmm. so I just went straight for it, and Chromecasted it to the telly and was, I had no issues. I watched um, something called Flow. They have these kind of like 20, 23 minute shows, um, like drama and comedy or whatever. And it was shot brilliantly. It was called Flow. It was a hip hop love story set in Dublin. Yeah. Um, featuring Paul Allroyd, the rapper, and Temper, Temper Miscellaneous. She's a rapper as well, Elaine Harrington. Right. And it was just a little love story with, with those two but it was shot brilliantly and you kind of just I just didn't want it to end right and then I was watching uh, your one Nikita oh yeah that's yeah like a three maybe I don't know I mean, it's not that long of maybe five episodes cartoon starring her Aoife Dooley Emmett Kerwin Al yeah. Four and Enya Martin that was decent enough as well um, yeah, I could tell you, see, a lot of them, and I, I'm not trying to, sh- look, anybody who's gone out there and created so fair play to them, I'm not trying to shit on it, but a lot of it, I just can't, like, I just, like, you're one, and you, like, give us a laugh, you're one, Nikita, that Rory stories and all them, I think they're a pile of shit, to be honest with you. Right. I just, I just can't find, I just don't find them funny, like, if, yeah, I, no. if I wanted to see somebody in their dressing gown in the kitchen, talking shit, I'd, walk in on Oksana any time of the day like I find Elia Martin very funny now to be honest uh, Rory stories I can give her t- um, the very oh, the very odd time I'd, I'd, I'd find it funny um, but no just the the, the whole the float I watched as well Mammal have you ever heard of Mammal never heard of it man never Irish f- film it was a drama uh, Barry Ke- Keown was in it I, I think it was shot maybe four or five years ago but that was good as well. Um, but then when Danny texts you to watch Instant Hotel, 
then you forget about all the serious oh, stuff. And all these so Aussies. Good, lad. So from. good. Explain what Instant Hotel is on Netflix, Annie. So it's it's basically uh, a lot of Aussie couples who have Airbnbs who go to stay in other Aussie couples' Airbnbs and they all have to score each other and raid each other. But, like, <laughs> they're just... Whoever made the show managed to get the just the best mix of people. Uh, there's an old lad with a mullet who is fucking deadly. I love him. Oh, man. Then there's this uh, gay couple, Brent and Leroy, and your man Brent is real, just kind of calm and quiet in the background, and your man Leroy is like the stereotypical catty, bitchy, gay character. Do you know what I mean? Like, he just plays the part so well. (laughs) He just slates everyone's apartment and all. Like, it's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. Uh, But yeah, wait till you get to the second group of people. The second group of people are by far... You'll be shouting at the telly, like. You'll actually be shouting at the telly. I think it's the second episode where they go out for dinner. And it's a kind of rough part of town. But your man with the mullet was like, and I all fit right in. And he just starts. <laughs> he just strolls over and he's like, how you doing? <laughs> just has a little chat with them. <laughs> how you going? How you going? What, uh, um, yeah, I, I, I started you as well on, on I've seen I've seen a few people tweeting about it and the lovely Oxana started it as well. But yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll finish it, but I'm kind of like meh. I'm about six episodes in. I think there's ten. I'm kind of like, meh. Yeah, I watched the, under recommendation of friend of the show, Pete Carroll, I watched the Defiant ones on Netflix. Oh, that's about... Um, Unbelievable. Dr. Dre and all, is it? Yeah, it, it features around, is it Jim Lovenstein or Jim Lovestein or something like that his name is? He's like a producer who, who worked with Dre and obviously Dre features heavily in it. But like... Like, loads of people kind of dip in and out. Like, Springsteen is involved in it. Bono is involved in it. Um, Paddy Smith is involved in it. Like, all these different people come together to kind of tell their stories and all. But it's fucking amazing. I'm raging that it took me as long as it did to watch it. Like, so, yeah. Other than that, I've been watching, like, a load of Noam Chomsky doc- documentaries, man. Which is Where's heavy, the- heavy shit. It's- like, just on YouTube. Just on YouTube. Man, He's still alive, isn't he? I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I think he is. Just yeah. A load of stuff around just, manufacturing consent and all that. like. Just on YouTube, is it? Is there anything on Netflix? I don't know. We didn't actually look on Netflix, oddly enough. I just kind of... i seen... Do you know when you watch stuff on YouTube, it recommends something to you? Yeah. Yeah, so just one of the things recommended, and I was like, oh, Noam Chomsky, do I want that? And I was seeing it was only 10 minutes. It's like, that's short enough that I can watch it, and if I like it, I can go further down the rabbit hole, like... So I watched it and just like I was like, hmm. Right. Because you're on the holidays as well, those rabbit holes can go on till about in the morning. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> like I'm I'm dreading going back to work by trying to get my body clock back into into sync. Like it's horrible because as we're saying all this, as people have probably been back to work a couple of days and they're like these pair of absolute bastards that want to shut up. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I'd love to know what people are watching though, because even a friend of the show, Andy Stevenson, is around. He's going around Vietnam, and he's yeah. looking for recommendations of what to watch. So uh, send us on your recommendations for Netflix gems or documentary or, or stuff that you can find handy enough on the internet. Wink, wink. Yeah, and if anyone knows how we can find fuck that's delicious season three. Um, I will be entirely grateful. I can't find it anywhere, yeah. and I love Action Bronson. Yeah, he's a good lad. He's a good lad. Right. But yeah, man, it's me. I've really enjoyed my time off. I've like the the little break I think done both of us the world ago. You were an absolute socialite. You were the Paris Hilton the Ballybrack over the last two weeks, and <laughs> I've I've withdrawn from society. I essentially curled up into a little Siberian cave with the wolves and just didn't leave the house like. Did you even visit Ballybrack? I went up on Stephen's Day, went up to him, ah, that's it. Nobody's come down here, I haven't gone up there, that's it, job done. So Just the way you liked it? I wouldn't say just the way I liked it. Maybe a little bit more isolated than I would have liked, but at the same time, splendid isolation, do you know what I mean? Just the two years and the dogs. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. So. Nothing wrong with that. 
Yeah, it's nice to switch the brain off for a little while. No freelance work, no podcast work, no actual work. Just housework, yeah. Graham. Just fucking housework. And dog work, getting the dogs for taken oh, away. Oh my god, man. Callie at the moment is just like the amount of four coming off her. I'm, I'm thinking about just shaving her at this point. <laughs> just, just shaving her. Just being like, there you be grand, go on. Out with you. Um, you with that. But yeah, that's it. Like, like I'm... The tree is down, tree and all is gone. You know what I mean? I don't know what the isn't there a date you're supposed to take the tree down, boy? Little, little Christmas, isn't it? Six, is it after the the sixth? Sixth of January was in my head as well, yeah. I'm sure I've seen people on, on on social media getting rid of the tree New Year's Eve and all. Well that's we we only kept ours up because we had a uh like the Russians are mad for New Year's. So on New Year's we had a little swart egg, so to speak. And uh, yeah, after that was it. Actually, today, like I was just like, nah, that's it. Enough trees coming down. Packed up the tree, wrapped up Rick Flair nice and well, so he stays warm for next year. <laughs> tree, tree down. I'm delighted. I have me sitting room back, like. <laughs> and bloody um, speaking of wrestling, me and Jane passed away. Yeah, yeah. Just before we started recording, I just saying that me and Jane Ogerland. Very sad. Very sad. I hope uh, I hope somebody checks Hulk Hogan's Twitter before he tweets a tribute. Oh, stop. He already tweeted a tribute. Did he? Um, yeah. Um, me and James was 76. He died suddenly. Jesus, yeah. 76. That's like... Yeah. I don't know. Do you know when people say, like, oh, he was some sort... Like, he was he was 76. And people go, very young. And I'm like, is it, though? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like... I don't know what I the... Think it's nowadays, like, I think it is nowadays. I think but, if... Like, it, right, okay, for somebody maybe who was born in the 80s or 90s, 76 is young. But for somebody who was born 80 years ago, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't have the... So I don't know what the... Am I thinking too much about that? Possibly, yeah. Yeah, I'm probably I'm probably drilling into that more than I need to. So 76 is too young these days, then. I, I'm not saying it's too young, but it's you're kind of going. Oh, Jay, yeah, I think like the late eighties, ninety, maybe ninety years old now. That's what the expectancy is these days, is it? Yeah, well, no. You, you ever see like someone and they'll say, I don't know, they could be on the late late show or it could be just local or something like that, and then they'll say, like I know someone local who turned eighty this year yeah. to die, and I would have never have thought she was eighty. Mm. I thought she was perhaps 70 yeah yeah. she looks, she looks amazing she's an absolute saint and as well as that if people on I remember the Late Late Show there maybe 3-4 weeks ago they were in the crowd or it might have been Ray Darcy and it said to, to the audience member so to tell us all uh, what, what birthday you celebrate next and your man said 98 and you're looking at him going what in the name of Jesus it's probably because I'm looking with that four of my grandparents still around and they're Quite, still quite active, do you know what I mean? And they're yeah, in fairness, yeah, they're yeah. early seventies, do you know what I mean? And I don't know what it is to be honest. Yeah, I don't like. I don't know. Yeah, both. Well, all my grandparents died young, like. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe then that, that's actually interesting because I've never thought about it like that. Does that kind of shape your view a little bit? If you know what I mean, like all my great aunts and uncles are dead, all my grandparents are dead. So I wonder, does that play a part in it? Then that in my head, I'm like, oh, that's old, like, do you know what I mean? Whereas, you you still have your four grandparents. So in your head, you're like, well, no, they're still kicking. So why not, like, you know what I mean? So I met I met some I met most of my great grandparents. Yeah, no, sure. Jeez, my my dad's dad was dead when my dad was thirteen. I want to say, I think he died. Right. Yeah, and then my ma's dad died when I was only about six months old, and then both me. Granny's done me, me ma's ma, me granny Esther died in 2001. Me dad's ma died two years later, I think. She had Alzheimer's, God bless her. But, uh, yeah, this this topic took a fucking weird turn. I don't think people give a shit. <laughs> <No, yeah. laughs> I wanted to go back to what I watched again. I watched yeah. uh, Sunderland Till I Die on Netflix. Did you watch uh, yeah, that? Yeah, no, I... I I, it's on my list of stuff to watch. Like a lot of people have been saying it's well worth. I thought it was going to be a documentary, but it's a series, is it? It's it's it is a documentary, but it's a six or seven ep- eight episodes. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like you know like a block hour and a half. Like, do you know what I mean? It's 
very, very good. It's yeah. very interesting. Okay, yeah, um, we'll give that a look now. If, if for any sports fan, I think it's a must watch. Mm. Um, I watch board box as well. That's shit. Pile of shit, wanna? Absolute shit. Yeah, I didn't. I I just didn't. I was like, yeah, like, and I like Sandra Bullock. Normally, I'd watch out with Sandra Bullock in it. Yeah. I was like, oh, Jesus, no, wasn't doing that for me. I watched Springsteen on Broadway. I thoroughly enjoyed it. There's another one actually. He's sixty nine years of age. Ah, that's crazy, isn't you, it? You wouldn't by looking at him like, do you know what I mean? He's two years younger than Bill Clinton, and if you put the two of them side by side, it's just evidence what living with Hillary would do to you. Speaking of Bill Clinton, I watched the Clinton Affair. You'd love it. Yes, you actually said that to me the other day, didn't you? You actually, yeah. They, those two are a pair of Trump. They and are bowsies. The 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 amount of people in Ireland's kind of. Uh, like as far as Ryan Turberty uh, loves the Clintons, mm. and if you're watching, and not only Ryan Turberty, a lot of people that you would see in the public eye tweeting about their love of Hillary or Bill Clinton was a legend of a president and stuff like that. You watch the Clinton affair, my God! But you see, I think I think a lot of people's image of Bill would have been shaped during his presidency, and a lot of what's known about him like with the Clinton Foundation and the dirt on that kind of stuff, has kind of come out in later years, you know what I mean? But like yeah. At one point in time, people are like, what do you mean? How can you not like Bill Clinton? He smokes cigars, he drinks whiskey, he plays the saxophone. What's not to like about that guy? You know yeah, I mean? but when you're watching the Clinton affair um, and the stuff that was happening at, during his presidency mm. and it was just all this, oh, it's just a, it's just a conspiracy theories, nobody, you know, the man's a womanizer. Absolute womanizer. Yeah, well, I mean, that that one's. And you for, you forget the whole Monica Lewinsky affair that covered that covers that in great detail, and she mm. she participates in it. Um, it's on Sky on Demand. Yeah. Um, you forget she was only like twenty two. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's very young. Yeah. But and that's... the American press were finger pointing at her as opposed to him, like, do you know what I mean? But this is this is mad, actually, because this kind of ties in a little bit to the whole, what I was saying, I was watching with the Noam Chomsky stuff and the whole manufacturing consent, because yeah. essentially it's that whole idea of those with the power dictate the media course, because it's this whole thing of, you know, like like the Clintons, for example. If you want an interview with the Clintons, or if you want an interview with, you know, one of their experts, and I'm using air quotes there for people who, who are listening, or, you know what I mean, in order to get that, you have to play the ball their way. You can't just say, like, no, I'm going to ask you the questions I want to ask you, because they're going to be like, ah, fuck off, we'll give the interview to somebody else. And everybody wants their byline, everybody wants their interview for their network. So they play the game in order to get the access, but ultimately the access they get is so neutered that it's not worth a shite to anybody, do you know what I mean? There's very few journalists, and there's very few news organisations who are willing to play the man and not the ball. Do you know what I mean? And, uh, like, what you're saying there about the... I haven't watched the Clinton affair yet. Like, And to be honest with you, I kind of have a mixed thing about the Clintons. Like, I think Bill Clinton was, was vital to the Northern Ireland peace process. I genuinely do, like. Yeah. But, but at the same time, he's a fucking snake, like. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah, I'd be the same. I'd be the same now. But uh, people... Fawning, is that a word? Fawning? Fawning, yeah, 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 it is, yeah. Fawning over him, knowing what he got up to, do you know what I mean? It's mm. kind of like you can respect him for what he done, but at the same time, the man is an absolute creep. Yeah, you see that that's an interesting thing as well, like right because there's a load of things that, like I don't know, I, like generally you know sometimes you see it on Twitter, you get these absolute fucking mad things on Twitter who will use Twitter as kind of a platform for a crusade almost, like you know what I mean? And it's like they will. Yeah absolutely defend what they believe to within an inch of their life on Twitter, not in actual real life, God forbid somebody challenged them there. But they'll like attack people who they've done a U turn on their opinion or they'll say, Well you said this ten years ago and it's like, Yeah and I've changed my mind since then. How can you change your mind on something like that? And it's like more information came out. So like these lads who are fawning over the Clintons in the nineties and that and even now, twenty odd years later are still fawning over them, are the ones that I'd kind of be like, they haven't made an effort to, to look into any of the bullshit that's going on. Where yeah. the, I, I really do believe there'd be people who, in the 90s, were like, I'm, 
Clinton and Blue to the bone, hundred percent. But now it'd be like, mm, I don't trust him. I, I really want you to watch this, to be honest. Yeah, I will. No, I actually will. I didn't know it was on Sky Go. I thought you'd seen it somewhere else, but I'll uh, I'll stick it on Sky. Go into the Sky Store and go to Featured, and it's the Clinton affair, and it's there. It's just it's just great television. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know, man. That whole thing. That's actually something I want to do on the pot. Sorry, the wolves are going mad there. They are right. The Dark Tourist as well. That's a good watch on uh, Netflix. Only, oh yeah, I only started that in the last couple of days. I'm kind of. I'm hemming and hawing about it. Like the first one where they were talking to Pablo Escobar's uh, assassin. Uh, Popeye. Pop yeah. Like, it's interesting, but then I'm also kind of like, geez, your man Popeye has notions of himself, doesn't he? Yeah, you know big. Mean? Like, he, he really I does. Def- like, um, He's definitely kind of cashing in. Oh, 100%, yeah. But even that little thing where he does that little, like out of nowhere, he just decides to do a little role-play acting thing <laughs> in like their old prison. And I'm yeah. like... What the fuck is the what the fuck is going on here? But uh, I really enjoyed the one. Did you see the one where they go to Cyprus? Oh. There's one where they go to Cyprus. I can't remember the name of it. There's you know the whole thing with Cy- North Cyprus and South Cyprus, do you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so the the Turks invaded in the seventies and all that, like and there's one city, uh far uh, I can't remember the name of it. Somebody will tweet us at WTS pod and let us know. This city's basically abandoned. Like people literally just when the invasion happened, people were like, Get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. So there's still like, you know, hotels and stuff like that where people were eating the, eating their food and whatever and they were like, Get out, get out, get out, get out and like that meal is still on the play kind of thing, do you know what I mean? Like stuff is just untouched from the seventies, like Little Pompeii. <laughs> yeah, like Pomp <laughs> minus the volcano, yeah. But uh yeah, on one of the episodes, your man tries to get into that city, like, and it's just very interesting on that one. But yeah, the rest of what I kind of was like, meh, I'm not, mm, I don't know. Some of what I liked, some of what I didn't like. Thought it was a bit meh. Yeah, no, I, it, I haven't watched it all now, but because I was still watching, I still have to finish Anthony Bourdain on on Netflix. Oh yeah. Um, but that that episode with Pablo going to Pablo Escobar's town, I thought was very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, Zealand accent is great. It is, yeah. It's, do you know what it is, right? It's like a much nicer version of the Australian accent. I'd agree 100%. <laughs> uh, all the Aussies that are listening to this now are like, oh, fuck you, mate. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Where you going? Yeah. It's real nasally or something, isn't it? It's real. Did you watch much of the sport over the Christmas? Yeah, yeah, I watched a lot of football, I watched a lot of rugby. I watched absolutely none of the darts, because dart isn't a sport. So, that can get the fuck in the bin. I watched the final. No, no. I did 7-2 I did to M- Michael Van Gerwen, and he goes and won, wins 7-3. There you go, see. That's what you get but for you be better off. You're better off betting on the wrestling medal. You know, for sure. I got vouchers, so I meant to open the spend the vouchers. <laughs> had vouchers. Do bookies do vouchers? Yeah, my granny boys be me and Carl vouchers every Christmas. He's the bookies do vouchers. Me and Carl for Carl's birthday, he'll get vouchers off granny and granddad, and so will I. Birthdays and Christmas. Most people do the one for all. I didn't know that you could stroll yeah. into Paddy Power and be like, "Give us a twenty bob voucher, there, me." Yeah, they do it on fives. Jesus, that's mad. Or you can put it onto your account. If you have an online account, you can put money on in the shop to. Yeah, yeah, you can put your vouchers on onto your online account. Jeez, I'm seeing ways of people getting around the whole gambling and mortgage thing and the clean account already. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the shaft the banks. Anyway, the shaft the banks. Uh, yeah, no, I watched a good bit of. I've, uh, yeah, I watched a good bit of football. I watched a good bit of the rugby. I won't talk about Leinster Munster. It was an absolute fucking shit show. Um, but yeah, looking forward to a World Cup year, Meryl. Looking forward to a World Cup year. I'm looking forward to <clears throat> to the year. I'm looking forward to the winter months ending and getting back into the late nights. Yeah, I am looking forward to the, the old bright nights, as they say. Grand stretch in the evenings, Meryl. That's what I'm looking stretch. forward to. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, f- I, feel, I feel as though this podcast is my first kind of attempt at getting back into like the real world, getting back into, like you know, 
what life yeah, back should in be. December. Yeah, yeah. Why, why couldn't I think about back expressions? Yeah, I'm like, because genuinely, like, for the last two weeks, two and a half weeks, I've literally just been an absolute pudding, living off tins of celebrations and just eating whatever me hand fell into. <laughs> and he didn't care what it was. What's that? I don't know. Marzipan, they'll have that. You know what I mean? Raw potatoes. <laughs> what's that game? Like, it's oh, two weeks of slobbery, but it's amazing. Like, I fell back in love with um, bounties in the celebrations. Oh, you're an awful pervert. Yeah. I don't. I can't. I won't. I, I, like, I just, don't go to waste my celebrations anymore. Huh? Nothing will go to waste in my celebrations anymore. Well, they got rid of the topic, didn't they? Yeah, rightfully so. Yeah, I agree with you. That's that was an awful skank of a yoke. That was. Why was the topic again? I couldn't. Tell, I don't think anybody knew. That's why they got fucking rid of it. <laughs> it's, it's an awful thing it was we, we, um, we're we in agreement that celebrations are the best aren't we <sighs> celebrate yeah I think I think celebrations just about edge heroes but you know what's weird right like on, on a normal day I would rarely take Nestle over Cadbury's but when it comes to the tins of biscuits celebrations outdo heroes and roses yeah, I went off roses years ago. I only ever liked the hazelnut uh, rose. The hazelnut rose and the truffle. Nah, the, the, the rose is truffle. Do you know what I've seen today for the first time in years? A pack, a packet of walnut whips. Yeah, at Christmas, man. Yeah. Them and Tunnock's tea cakes. I don't know what it is about Christmas, but... Oh, Tunnock's are unreal. <laughs> Tell you, man. Don't know what it is about the Christmas, but those two things are every... You'd off a box of them, wouldn't you? Oh. Jesus, I love an LT cake now. But uh, I'm trying to think where the deals. That's where they've seen walnut whips. Anytime I've ever been in deals. I've never seen them today. Yeah. Anytime I've ever in deals. They're always and they're always sold in a six pack. Always. And they and they do Cheetos in, in deals as well. Oh, I wouldn't thank you for a bag of Cheetos now. Cheetos are unreal. Flaming hot Cheetos. No, 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 no. Barbecue hula hoops is where I'm at at the moment now. Oh, is it? I'm going, through, going through them to beat them, but they've become one of me five a day at this stage. So the multi-packs are now... There's only about six crisps in the bloody multi-packs. Brutally, Oaks, there. Don't, don't be wasting your money on that now. You oh, need man. a six-pack to yourself, like. Of the hula hoops? Yeah. That's only a starter. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag, don't tell Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I'll leave yeah. what I want. That's it. That's... I, 8th of January, that's, well no, 7th of January. <sighs> no one's going to change, Dan. No, I'm trying to figure out in my own head, at what point I stop having chocolate for breakfast. That's all. <laughs> yeah, next week. <laughs> Either the day before I go back to work or the day I go back to work. One of those days are the days that I stop going down, opening the tour drawer in the kitchen and going, huh, I've still got a 30 chocolate orange. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't be into Terry's chocolate orange now ah oh, would you stop what no not at all man Terry's chocolate orange and Toblerone go top of the pile every year no I wouldn't without, you know did you get a selection box this year Graham I did I got a galaxy one same I was delighted with that yeah my mum gets me a galaxy one every year I was very and- happy with the galaxy one Frere and a Galaxy Selection Box every year. Jennings are gets me. That's that is a good show. Yeah, I'm the Selection Box and a Terry's Chocolate Orange now is my own preference. It's not but Terry's. It's mine. It's not Terry's mine. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I was deli- I haven't had a bag of minstrels in years. Delighted yeah. I was. We usually get minstrels in the pictures. I couldn't tell the last time I was in the pictures. It would have been before last summer anyway. But I could- Avengers maybe. I think Avengers Deadpool. Deadpool came out Dead. after the Avengers. That's the last thing I see in the cinema. Deadpool is brilliant. I love it, man. Absolutely love it. So, yeah. It's ranking good coming out in the picture soon. That's worth going to see. Stan and Ollie. Oh. Didn't I see that? Did there I see a trailer for that? You did. It looks good. But there's also um, Kevin Hart's new one of Brian Cranston. It's out yes. January 11th. Oh, I it did looks- see that. Yeah. Cranston plays a wheelchair user in it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was trying to think what the trailer was, and then when you say that, I'm like, yeah, definitely, definitely seeing that. Yeah. Remember the name of it? No, sure, I'll Google it. Have me found so we be here. Um, but yeah, that and that Stan and Ollie one, um, John C. Riley and 
Steve Coogan played Laurel and Hardy, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, the upside, it's called. Yes. Yeah, the upside, that's it. Yeah. And then he has another one coming out as well called Night School. Like, oh, it's in it as well. Yeah, it looks like a good line, uh, good cast, in fairness. Yeah, I think Kevin Hart plays a care, is what I get from it so far. I could yeah. be wrong, though. Brian uh, Cranston, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely be going to see that, I think. Or, you know, I'll find it somewhere on the internet, legally. Yeah, right. But, uh, other than that, then, Captain Marvel coming out. You, you're not mad for comic book films, though, are you? No, I think they're all the same. Yeah, no, I do. I like the old Marvel ones, all right. But, yeah, other than that, I'm just going to stick to watching. I've immensely enjoyed just watching a lot of sport over the last couple of weeks, so I think that's going to be my New Year's resolution, to watch more sport. Yes. I'm also delighted that we've managed to go nearly the the forty minutes we prescribed to this, we've managed to go without mentioning John Jones and drugs. Oh yeah, let's not. Until just now that is. <laughs> now very quickly though, UFC last week, what do you reckon what do you have an opinion of it at all or does it just kinda of, I'm done with it, fuck off wave me like Ah Dana White wrecks me head, always has, always will. I've never liked Dana White. Mm. Um, um, I remember when when Connor made it mainstream, and all the fans that said that they were around from the beginning, but they were just all Connor's fans, all loving Dana White, thinking, "Oh, you know, I know Dana White's the president of the UFC." You know, just name checking him. Chap is a fucking brilliant. Um, for for John Jones to be banned for two years. For the things he's done in the past, and then to just to come back and get a title fight in his first fight, I just thought it was crazy. I just can't get behind that. I had zero kind of enthusiasm to watch the main event. Number one, because yeah. I don't think Gustafsson hasn't improved since uh, Jones Gustafsson won. He's declined. He's been declined since, in my opinion, and it kind of proved that because the fight was awful. It was just very underwhelming. I did enjoy Nunes and Cyborg because I didn't expect that to happen. I expected Nunes to win over five rounds, but I didn't expect them all. Mm. Um, but it's just a bit sad that because of the whole piss and hot again, um, that Nunes wasn't getting the attention that I think she deserved after. Or that that, that win didn't get the I thought it deserved because... Soyberg versus Nunes, like that is a monster fight. And it proved like that Nunes is probably the best. Oh, yeah. When it comes to, to women's MMA, she's she's now the bar. Like, there's no. Like, and. I think a lot of people still kind of want to, like, be like, ah, you know, somebody could clip her, somebody a bit, you know what I mean? But I mean, I think, what was it? Somebody, what was it, Sean? We Sheen? were at her debut, weren't we? Huh? We were at her debut in Vegas, weren't we? I think so, yeah. And then I seen it again. I I I was there when she beat Misha T, UFC two hundred. We were there when Katzengano beat her. Remember? It's, yes. Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, that, you're right. That was one yeah, seventy eight, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Poirier against McGregor. It was supposed yeah. to be fucking John Jones versus Gustafsson, but it was meant to be John Jones and Cormier. Oh, Cormier. Sorry, yeah. and then John Jones. Gustafsson and then the all of us yeah um, but what did you think though ah I think any credibility that the UFC had with their so called anti-doping things with USADA and any credibility they had by I don't know if Jeff Nowitzki even ever had that much credibility like but um, anything I just think it's gone now it's just no get out like you know what I mean there's just too many things there that they're trying to protect a star as opposed to protect a sport um, Absolutely. and it's 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 really annoying because you, you went from a situation where John Jones had let the side down so many times that Dana White said this guy will never headline another UFC card not only does he come back and headline after being banned for drugs not only does he come back and headline for an immediate title fight after testing positive for drugs, when there's then signs that there's been another discrepancy with a drug test, they go and they move the entire fucking fight card to a different city, just so John Jones can stay in the fight card. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know what? 
if they put half the effort, half the effort that they put into John Jones, into Amanda Nunes, she'd be a global fucking phenomenon. Like, absolutely. Like, I mean, like, think of how right. Think of how the casual Irish MMA fan who who are not no. Think of the fan in Ireland who wants the get noticed and 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 gain some credibility in this country yeah. and get it legalized and stuff like that and get it uh, get it um sanctioned, sanctioned yeah. and all that i mean it's impossible for say the likes of me you and Jono to defend it mm. when stuff like that is happening yeah i think there's a lot of things that are i think stuff like that doesn't help but then i think there's a lot of stuff going on in ireland that doesn't help there's one person in particular in ireland who certainly doesn't fucking help um, because it's more about them than it is the sport. Yeah. You know? Um, answers on a postcard to your, with your guesses there, lads, if you want, but I just think that at some point, you just kind of say, oh, look, I'm not going to bother trying to defend or, or justify or whatever, because people who, who want to shit on it and people who want to hit it with a stick are going to do that no matter what. Like, you're not going to change their mind anymore. You know what I mean? It's... Yeah. It's it's impossible to to change their mind when all they're looking at is is that that side of the optics, the bad news story, and the, and the, the 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 circus part of it, as opposed to the legitimate athlete side of it, where you have people like Amanda Nunes, and you have people like Daniel Cormier, and you have people like you know uh, Henry Cejudo and these guys, not Henry Cejudo, sorry, like T.J. Dillashaw, uh, you know, because I think Cejudo pissed off before, did he, or am I? I think it is, yeah. But so it's the point if you did or if you didn't. I suppose what I'm getting at is that these genuine athletes who are are, are ambassadors in their everyday actions are ignored almost because the side show and the circus element is what gives the naysayers the ammo that they need, and you get distracted yeah. by trying to fend off those bullets as opposed to trying to promote the good, like. So yeah, it's a vicious circle. To be honest with you, I, I don't know. I like I'm not like I'm not gonna say oh, I'm done with the UFC, because obviously I'm not. I'm still gonna tune in most weeks and watch it. Like you know what I mean. But the one thing I would say is that I would hope that people start to kind of say now, right, the UFC, it's still probably the, the the standard bearer for world MMA. But there's other organisations out there that deserve your attention. And there's other MMA fights out there that deserve your attention. Because you can't trust the so-called guys at the top anymore. Really? But the networks and all need to realise that as well. Like, like in my opinion, KSW puts on an unbelievable show and has great optics like mm. from a TV production point of view. Yeah. Like, it would be great to see them be on telly more on air sport i know i think i think they were a few times the, the, the problem with ksw though is and i agree with you yeah from an optics point of view in terms of production value and and the spectacle unbelievable but from a legitimizing the sport mm, i'm not sure any of those guys are clean yeah that's I'm fair not, enough you know what i mean so you get this situation in where fair enough to look at it as a spectacle it's like holy shit this is amazing but then you look at the lads walking to the cage and they have muscles on top of muscles and they're flexing parts yeah. of their body that you shouldn't be flexing and you're like, how old is he? 37? But it's like, oh. it's like, it's like UFC bringing you sad in to legitimize, legitimize the sport and then you have shit like this happening where it's like, oh no, yeah. you know, yeah. when you sad it came in, look at all the Brazilian fighters that just went all soft and they their yeah. unbeaten records were, were tarnished and, yeah. It's just it's just mad sport to follow, like do you know what I mean. It's, it's, it's absolutely it's bonkers. Hard, it's very hard to stick up for it at times. It is, and I think, and and this is where it comes to that whole kind of like, the, the, you know, the the side show and the circus versus the legitimate because the side show and the circus of MMA should be rising on New Year's Eve every year. That's what the side show and the circus should be. If people want that element of MMA, tune yeah, in yeah. rising on New Year's Eve because it's fucking bonkers. Or every so often throw on what's that Russian one? Um, 
oh, I can't know what it's called, but there's a Russian one as well where, like, in between fights, they do have, like, basically mini operas and stuff. It's, it's a mad kip, like. But, I mean, that side of it is the theatrics and that side of it is whatever. But for just the athletic prowess and the actual genuine fighting ability, you should be able to rely on the UFC. You should be able to rely on KSW and Cage Warriors and all these kind of lads. But, you know, and I, I, I feel bad dragging Cage Warriors in there. Cage Warriors is almost the one at the moment that I think is actually doing things quite well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think after that fucking four billion sale or whatever it was that Zuffa got for out of the UFC, I think it's just started to go downhill more and more. And oddly enough, at one point in time, I think the UFC wouldn't have survived without Dana White, but now I think the longer Dana White is there, the more damage it's doing. Yeah, well, it's obvious that the the, the Vertidas were doing a lot more than we thought. Mm, it certainly seems that way. It certainly seems that way. But, uh, yeah, I just... I don't know. The John Jones thing just fucking really boiled me pissed now. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Sure, this is it. Looking forward to another year of madness though with it all I don't know I mean I don't really care that McGregor fights or not I, I don't really you know I like to see McGregor against Holloway I think I don't if I'm being honest I think I'd like to see him fight Diaz again put that one to bed get yeah. it done and over with um, but I'd like to see I'd like to I'd like to see um, I'd like to see him I don't the Khabib fight from Connor's point of view I thought was disappointing because I don't think he looked like um he didn't look like the fighter that was fighting Nate Diaz, for example, or Eddie Alvarez. I just I just now maybe that's because Khabib was so far superior. So maybe just give him the next fight and let, let him build himself up a bit. I don't know. I just, I just don't see a world where Connor's performance against Khabib justifies an, imme- an immediate rematch. I just I don't see how they get but, and I don't think fans want to see that either. No, I don't think so. Well, I mean, you know, the lads who are posting photos of themselves on Christmas Day with proper 12 whiskey shouting proper 12 and all, they, they, they lads will want to see it again because all they know is Conor McGregor. But actual mm. MMA fans who watch that fight and have any sort of basic understanding of it would be like, I do not want to see that again unless I've seen Conor. Everybody wants to see Khabib versus Tony Ferguson next. That's, that's the fight at lightweight. That we have yeah, to see. We have to see that. You would say then McGregor and Diaz fight as maybe the 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 co-main event or the the whatever on that card, and the winner of that fights the winner of the Oak. But then you're like, well, if Diaz wins, can they justify giving Diaz a title shot after him not fighting in what three years and two and a half years, three years? But sure, if 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 we're talking about giving Connor a kind of. Uh a fight to build himself up again. I, I wouldn't mind seeing him uh, match up against Joe Duffy. I don't see the value in it, though, in terms of what has no. Joe Duffy done. Possibly, yeah. And, like, I, I like Joe Duffy, but in terms of... That, that, that's, that probably could be a fight night card on the new ESPN deal. <laughs> yeah, no, well, yeah, I mean, it, it would be a massive fight for the ESPN to, to get on their fight night if, if they were to do something like that. There's no way they're not going to have... They'll have Conor on pay-per-view for the rest of his career. I was going to say, yeah, I can't see them doing... Unless Conor loses a second fight in a row in the UFC, then maybe they'll use his name for something like that. To, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because losing one fight against Khabib Nurmagomedov is acceptable for anybody. You know what I mean? But then, if he loses a second fight to, to somebody in the lightweight division... It suddenly becomes a kind of, ah, uh, his day is done. And he loses that little bit. He still has, obviously, the star power and all that kind of thing. Like, I'm not saying he loses his entire following. But, you know, the American audience that are going to be paying for the pay-per-views, they're not going to come in as many numbers. So, yeah. it's, it's a bit of a balancing act. But, I don't know. Um, we probably will see him in the octagon again this year. But, I certainly wouldn't be travelling to Vegas for one of his fights again, put it that way. No, I probably wouldn't either. I wouldn't be going outside of Ireland to watch UFC again anyway, whether it's with McGregor or not. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Because um, 
any fight card I've I've travelled to, it, it never happens. So it's a it's a it's a small investment, financial investment. Like, and you never get what you pay for. So yeah, true, true. Yeah, there is a part of me that would love to see Daniel Cormier Brock Lesnar live. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that would be cool, actually. I've seen Lesnar twice already live and both times. He's he's just he's a freak, like he's just an absolute freak, man. So I don't know if we could manage it at tour time now. Mm. But yeah. <clears throat> we leave it there. We shall, yeah. I think that was a good way to ease ourselves in. A lot of incoherent waffle there. People are probably being like, What has just happened over the last fifty minutes? <laughs> it's all right, lads. We're only supposed to go a half hour, in fairness. We were only supposed to go a half hour, in fairness. This is only meant to be a kind of like, we're still on our holidays, let's just gently ease ourselves into the new year. And But anyway, lads, uh, happy new year to you all. Thanks a million for listening throughout last year, and we hope you stay with us for this year. Yep. Mero, it's, it's great to kick off another year with you. It's great to see your face and your beard, and I'm looking forward to seeing you in person over the next couple of weeks, because we'll, we'll have a couple lined up, I think, that we'll have to do in person anyway. Definitely. So, uh, yeah, and we will be back next week, lads, with a, a returning guest, but one I'm actually really looking forward to as well, because we haven't talked to this person in quite some time, so it's a good while since they were on before, and loads has happened for them since we last talked to them. Loads. Deadly. So, looking forward to it. But, uh, yeah, until then, lads, you can check out all the previous episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Podcast Republic, Podcast Addict, anywhere and everywhere there's a podcast, including Spotify, Graham Merrow American. They Get on this... They just have to search for WTS Pod. And they'll find us no matter where they look. You can also get us on Twitter at WTS Pod and Facebook.com forward slash WTS Pod Ireland, although we don't really use that that much anymore, do we? No, I don't know why. Why don't I'm kinda of over Facebook. I don't I don't know, yeah. I'm not uh, yeah, anyway, besides the point. Twitter we're not gonna set up an Instagram page now, are we? For the podcast. It's effortless. Yeah, I think we just stick to our own Instagram. Jeez, I love how we have this. I love how every every time we're finishing a podcast, we have a little production meeting about what we're going to do. We're not going to do. It's just our hobby, lads. We enjoy doing it, but that's it. That exactly. Do you know what? That's it. We don't want to turn this into a job, is what we're saying. But uh, we do want to keep the crack going, and uh, we hope you stay with us for that. But anyway, Mero, we've had a nice time having a chat with you, and uh, I'm going now to finish off my tour box of celebrations. <laughs> Enjoy until next time. Clear noise. Full arts. And news. Too sweet. Seize the day.